Welcome to our unfiltered and unedited podcast, First Time Parents. I'm Heidi. I'm Griffo. And we're parents. We've just celebrated our first wedding anniversary here in Perth, Western Australia. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, please review, um, but also please don't judge us because we're first time parents. and Just having a crack. We're just having a crack at the podcast world and we're just having a crack at... Um, first time parenting. First time parenting. <laughs> and this is not educational at all. We're just talking from our experience. Our take, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because over the last few weeks we have shared um, my birth story or our birth story, the birth of our beautiful boy who's almost a month years old, little Memphis. Yep, we got him in the room right now. He's been a a grizzly so-and-so the last uh, 12-odd hours and he seems to be a little settled now but his eyes are still open. So (laughs) he's probably going to interrupt this podcast at some stage but... Fingers crossed we can get through it. I feel like we're still in the baby bubble. I still feel very much really dopey. I can't even remember what we spoke about in the past few weeks. But today we did promise baby blues. Definitely. And it's a thing. It's a thing uh, very much so for the male and the female, the mum and dad. Um, Which a lot of people don't really talk about the male perspective. It's all very much focused on the female with postnatal depression and anxiety, which is something that I truly am hoping Um, that I don't have to go through, but I've definitely seen some glimpses of it. Now, I say that hopefully I don't go through it because my grandma took her own life from um, postnatal depression and anxiety, and also I suffer from anxiety on a daily basis anyway. Yeah, it's... (laughs) And, you know, your trigger for anxiety is being sleep-deprived or tired, So, and that comes hand-in-hand being a parent. And then I guess for myself would be, you know, your identity from one day to another, yesterday you didn't have a baby, today you do and your mm. life completely changes and there's so much good in there but also you do find that you lose yourself a little bit and you know it's not for forever, um, your, your baby is only a baby for so long and then things start to change a little bit back to normal but yeah, I think that's something that's played on my mind a bit which we'll go into a bit more later yeah. on. Yeah, and I think from your perspective of the male, a lot of women kind of had that identity crisis when they first find out they're pregnant, which is what I went through. Nine because, months of hanging up the boots, really. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you're the one that – because you, I think you physically feel that. You have all those things – not – Take, I shouldn't say taken away, but like, you know, you've got to watch what you eat, you've got to watch what you drink, um, you can't do this, you can do this, you're, you're sick, you're tired, you're sick, tired yeah. you're all this stuff. I mean, and if you don't have any of that, you're a fucking magical unicorn and I, I was so jealous of your pregnancy. <laughs> um, but I think that's why the woman, woman usually will go through it then and then the man does it because he doesn't have anything physically happening to Until him. Until the baby comes. Yeah, and definitely. then you've got to add hormones into all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if guys get weird hormones. They might be. I don't think I have. No, but for the girls. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, so there's a few factors there that can bring on all sorts of nasty feelings. Yeah. So. Well, we we kind of had our first official fight maybe on day three that or day two that day we had him. Day two at the hospital we yeah. had him. So that would have been day f- or night five that he yeah, was. Yeah, because... If you haven't heard and you want to go back and listen to our birth story, he was in neonates. So the first night he cried like crazy and it was because we hadn't fed him enough, um, which is something that we learned. And then the second night, it was literally sleep deprivation because I'd slept for 50 minutes the first night. That's it. And I think you did maybe two hours. So by the time the midnight rolled around the next night and we were doing feeds and stuff, 
Oh, we were sleep deprived. Yeah. I can't remember what it was about, but I know it was something. I think it was just... an argument about feeding, actually. Yeah, we just snapped at each other <laughs> and then I think we just shut up, didn't say any more, fed him and then went back to sleep. We and won't we say what, it... what swear words we used at each other, but there was definitely <laughs> some that were thrown into the mix. It was short and sweet and then I think we both realised, oh, let's just go back to sleep and just <laughs> worry about this later or just forget about it. And that's one thing I've noticed with our arguments that we've had today um, they do come and go and I think you have to just let that shit go because yeah. if you stew on it, you just don't have time to, you know. Your and life, I know that you want to stew on it but... But like, yeah, it's sort it of is, an argument that you and I would have had a couple of years ago or even, you know, nine plus months ago, it'll be something that would hang around for a few days but now I just feel like it comes and it goes and you move on, which we, is a great thing. Yeah. But at the same time... You do have a few more of these niggly arguments that are pathetic, but that's only because you're just sleep deprived and you're just you're just a bit edgy and you just don't tolerate any crap. And if well, you, yeah, yeah, and my thing is, like you said, my trigger for me is sleep deprivation. Even like, and with my anxiety, that's when I get in my head and I overthink everything. And we'd been home. Let's delve into our fight now because we had a big blow up. That was uh, was that night two at home. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. we're only recording it now because the dust has just settled. No, just joking. Like yeah. we said, we did move on pretty quickly. And I feel like we should have recorded it the next day, but I'm not sure we would have. Um, it does feel like a distant memory, <laughs> but we'll do our best we to would have unravel. Been nice to each other the next day. There might have been a lot more swearing. But, yeah, let's unravel it. So I had woken up and I was pretty flat. And I know that because, again, sleep deprivation, because I feel like we're not as sleep deprived now and I feel I feel like so many people are going through sleep deprivation of being parents in general. And that can be for months. But touch wood, we're lucky at the moment he's having longer intervals. But the first few, like first week, we were just getting to know him. You know, we were both peered over his bassinet, seeing if he he was breathing. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I feel like that was just me. Yeah, well, you were certainly a little <laughs> bit more edgy when it came to that. And I think, I, because think I woke you, him up a few times. Yeah, I was like, you're going to wake him, you're going to wake him. What do you know starts crying? I was like, well, that's your problem now. I'm going back to sleep. You can settle <laughs> yeah. in. You woke him. But, yeah, I think, you know, that's completely understandable with a newborn. You are going to be quite paranoid and you definitely were more than me. And that's not because I didn't care, but I knew that you were keeping an eye on him. So that made me rest and I just went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I woke up sleep deprived and flat this day. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, here, yeah. It's unraveling as we speak, guys. So. No, I, I, and I've spoke to a few people about this, and a few people had talked to me about the baby blues, but I never really comprehended what that was like. Like, I've been suffering from anxiety, so I know that merry-go-round, you know, that you can't get off that train of thought in your head and sometimes it keeps you awake at night um, and you're obsessed and it can feel like you're right there and functioning, but you're actually, you're, you're in your head, you know, and people think that you're talking to them, but you're having another conversation in your head. So I knew what that was like, but I didn't really understand the depression side, like the flat side. And I feel like there's some people that suffer from this for months on out and they don't get the help that they need because people are too afraid to talk about it. So that's why I want to delve into this day, because I think we saw a glimpse of what postnatal depression anxiety could look like. And for me, that was scary. 
Yeah, expressing yourself certainly a, a good thing to do. As much as you might feel like you're you're weak or you're failing or you're embarrassed, and those feelings are completely normal, but mm. it shouldn't stop you. You know, you should be able to have a good connect, or you should have a good connection with your partner that you can express or these feelings. You don't or have even, a partner, just someone. Yeah, to your friend, your family, or uh, even a psychologist. I mean, mm. there's plenty of helplines out there. You got friends and family around that can help out, and there. That's what you know. Family and friends are for. You yeah. Know? Um, so don't feel like you're alone as well. Um, fortunately with Heidi, she's going very well. Um, but I know there's a lot of mums and also dads out there that are struggling. So, yeah, take take your time and uh, get the help you need and I'm sure it'll come good. Yeah, well, because that day I couldn't stop crying and we just got home, like I said, we'd been at the hospital and I, I don't even know, like I just, like I said, I was triggered with so much anxiety. I couldn't stop worrying about whether I was doing the right thing, I was beating myself up. I beat myself up because he vomited when I was changing his nappy and I didn't notice and he had vomit all in his ear and his hair and I I beat myself up for like an mm. hour and a half that day and I just couldn't stop crying and I remember you being in the shower and I just thought I was a massive failure because I couldn't even look after this baby and there was just triggering things like that that a baby does all day that I was like Completely I can't do normal, I can't do the nappy properly oh my god look at his flaky skin like I hated everything about myself because I thought I was failing as a mother five or six days in whatever it was yeah that's a, a lot to handle and unfortunately for me I couldn't say anything or back you in to get you out of that zone it mm. was just a matter of time or you to process these thoughts and oh. obviously what you were doing was completely fine like you can't be there to burp him and catch every vomit before it gets in his yeah. face and his dry skin was well, very normal for a, a baby oh and then um, the, and then the breastfeeding so he um he goes on the nipple shield um because he obviously likes that, but we got told he was pretty fussy when he was in neonates on the bottle and then he gets fussy on the boob. So he does he does the boob without the nipple shield and he does with. And that day, that was stressing me out. He didn't want it. He would slam his head up against my boob. And then I was expressing every three hours with the feed. Like, it was a lot. And then the lactation nurse came over that day, didn't she? And I just cried and cried and cried and then but gave so much good advice and oh. support and i think the thing is um is that you really get caught up that you've got to be perfect from the get-go and you're like yeah this baby at that time was only five or six days old and you think if you got a puppy are you going to get annoyed in a week's time that it's still peeing on the carpet no you're not it takes time you know you've got to be patient. I know, but I think um, it's you get really but, overwhelmed, don't you? Oh, absolutely. That, but I mean, you've got to just re- bring yourself back and realise that, hey, the baby's only a week old and even now he's, you know, three and a half weeks old and we're still learning and we're going to be learning, you know, forever and a day. There's no stopping. But you, yeah, you just got to bring yourself back down to like, you know, a level head and just say, hey, this is fine. We're still learning. He's still learning. He's still growing. You don't know. <laughs> you make me teary now. <laughs> you just don't know. Uh, but what why they is want. it? But I just, I think. But you just get caught up in your head. Yeah, and, that's and you get probably overwhelmed. off the back of sleep deprived and maybe anxiety and. And just the story, like you're not good enough. You're not doing a good enough job. You're not um, looking after him well. Um, you're not then doing enough around the house, you know, because I had mum and dad here, you're here doing everything. I was from a C-section. Do you know what I mean? There was a lot of shit going on in my head. And I was also thinking like, why, what if I fail this baby? 
Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, what if I fail this paper? Oh, my God, I don't even know if he had needs a nappy change, blah, 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 all these things. And then he didn't have any clothes that fit him either. So he's five zero still. He was 52 centimetres, 3.6 kilos. But I'd sent my mum out to go get five zeros because he only had all these four zeros. And my mum went out that day. God love her. She has been like a fairy, a fairy godmother sensational. times a million. She's just cooked for us. She's gone out and bought us whatever we needed. She's gone straight to the shops and she's been amazing. Superstar. So I sent her that day and I remember sending her a list and photos of what I wanted. And when she came home, she didn't have any of that, but they were so excited. It was their first grandchild and they'd been shopping and had all this fun and I and then Heidi burst their bubble. I was I burst into <laughs> tears and I was like, "That's not what I wanted." Um, I actually got quite angry and frustrated. And I remember going into his nursery and I was just rummaging and I couldn't I couldn't speak. I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't see rationally what was going on. And all I needed to do was be like, "Who bloody cares? We can just put him in like a nappy and um or the next and a size singlet up. or the next size up." But I couldn't see that because I again, it was that perfection that I was looking for that if someone came over, I needed my baby to have like a perfect little outfit on yeah. and not be too big. That's what I was thinking, but I just remember rummaging through the clothes and I wasn't even doing anything, but I couldn't I couldn't comprehend just normality and I couldn't snap myself out of this really irrational spiral that I'd sent myself on. And then my poor mum was so upset, but she'd obviously saw that I wasn't being myself. No, but it still, it cut her, unfortunately. I mean, you know, you two had a chat later on that night. I think I had a bit of a joke with your mum. I was like, good one, Kim. Now look what you've done, you know, and try to make a bit of a a joke out of it. Yeah. Um, but she was obviously, she's an anxious person as well. She suffers from anxiety. So she has probably been a bit anxious as well and probably a bit sleep deprived too. Yeah. So we're all kind of triggering each other. But, okay, I said we said we were going to be honest and open about this. In saying that that day, you were amazing. But then what did you do to for yourself, which sometimes you rely on? Um, don't know. You went out the back and you drank. I had a few beers that night. So that's his coping mechanism, which is yeah. something that we've been talking about in our relationship for a very long time. Yeah, I had a few beers and that secretly. It was not secret. <laughs> well, <laughs> you would normally come inside and drink. Well, I didn't want to be around you because you were not a fun person to be around. So that's the difference in our stories. Apparently, I was secretly drinking, but I was literally just outside. If you poked your head up there, you would have seen the <laughs> bottle of beer. I couldn't get off the bloody couch. I just had a C-section. But uh, it's perspective, isn't it? Exactly. It's, and, and people's and, perception. And you do think the worst, especially when you're in that head frame. And, you know, I was frustrated that Heidi was upset, but I was also frustrated at her because I felt that she was ungrateful for her mum. I know that wasn't Which something. I wasn't even. No, but your expression was yeah. that. And, and then that's I, but that's why I, I beat myself up straight away afterwards. As soon as I snapped out of it after I came out of the nursery, I couldn't believe it because I took away that special moment for them. Yeah. Oh, God, now I'm even getting emotional <laughs> now. But, you know, with all said and done, that was, yeah. So that a was. Big, a big trigger. Well, um, and so you went out. So. You went out the back, you were secretly drinking slash just drinking beer out the back <laughs> in the yard. And when you came in, I can tell when he's pissed straight away. Like um, because he has his eyes change and he speaks in a different voice. I probably his look, tone changes. I probably look nice and happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that then made me say something to you and then all of a sudden it was on, wasn't it? And that triggered me. So it was sort of a bit of a 
And we both said some really horrible things. A domino things. effect. And, and yeah, you, I got offended because you started going off at me saying I'm secret drinking and also, what else was that you said? Oh, no. I, I can't remember. I, yeah, it, was it was something, something about, like oh, does he need feeding or something? And I was like, well, you'd know if you were in here, blah, blah, blah. Kind of diminishing everything that he had done already. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that. So it was just like that one comment. And then everything just blew up. Long story short. We ended up having a massive fight in our bedroom and my dad actually barged in because we were yelling at each other. Yeah. And he started, he came in and was like, you've just got this beautiful baby. Like, but again, there was no control over me. No. and I was was so angry. We both had a lot of rage there and, yeah, I think it's literally off the back of just being for Heidi anxious and tired for me, just tired. Mm. Probably, you know, coming to grips with and you something is totally different with, you know, having this baby in um, our life. And definitely it was, um, you know, you look back and go, it was stupid, it was silly, and uh, I'm sure it happens a lot. But, um, you know, we, yeah. we learn from it, we've talked about it, and we, you know, we're working through it. And yeah, at the it, same you time. Felt, it, it felt shitty the next day because oh, it was dude. like, but only because it was like we just had this most magical time of our lives. How can we have this chaos? And like I said before, it's really interesting how my friend said the first six weeks are full of magic and chaos. You got ultimate highs and lows. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And we we did like any, but even having my parents here to support us, that was amazing. And I think that day, like I said, there was anger, there was tears, there was overwhelm, there was anxiety, there was flatness. That's why I feel like there was a real, you know, a, a real window of like postnatal depression and anxiety. And I'm very lucky for me, and I know this won't be for everyone else, that I haven't... Um, I had it every single day. Yeah. And I do believe that it has been because I've ate my placenta, which has <laughs> helped with hormones that helps with um, postnatal depression and anxiety, helps with the baby's growth and stuff. But should we quickly debrief, like, your perspective of um, your identity? Yeah. Because, like I said, for you that is a massive change and it has made you feel a bit flat and we've had to discuss, like, your drinking because – you kind of want to use that to cope at the moment. Yeah, well, I think prior to obviously having Memphis, you know, you definitely are a lot more free to when you have a baby. And um, I guess coming to grips with that and just understanding and I guess accepting to a certain degree, but just finding new ways to get by and also accepting that life is going to be quite different for Mm. these next few weeks for life uh, going forward, you know, in general. But these first few weeks are definitely... Um, so very different to how life was, you know, going back four weeks ago. And I guess for me, I remember we were driving out to the Swan Valley and he said, oh, how are you going? I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. Like, I don't think I'm depressed, but I said it's just coming to grips of your identity changing so much. Because mm. um, I could, from my perspective, I could really see that sometimes you were just so happy and then other times, and this is why I think you do really need to be aware of your partner's behaviour or your friend or whatever, because I, I actually could see the changes in your mood. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I wanted to ask you because I was like, we focus so much on the woman, which obviously we should because, you know. They play it, a massive part. Yeah, but, it, but also still, the so does the guy. Yeah, and, and if so, they've got 
mental health issues prior to yeah. the baby. Um, so you're just you you are equal, I guess I'm saying, but we do forget because the woman carries the baby. And you've got to check in for both. There's so much information so. about there uh, out there for the woman's side, but yeah, you and you said I'm not depressed, but like I said, I could see that mood change. Yeah, I think it was just you know I was I was used to having a few beers here and there, or going out in the weekend and blowing some steam off with the boys and. Even though it was so earlier on, I just felt like I just completely lost myself. And I know, like I say, it's not forever. And, you know, at the moment with Heidi being um, unable to drive with the cesarean, I've got to be on call. So I feel like my wings are clipped. And we had a good chat and I said, look, I'm happy to I'm happy to um, be that guy and be on call. You know, that's my responsibility as a dad and a, as a parent. But that's just how I felt. It yeah. felt like I was and like... And I was like, I, screw you, mate. My wings were clipped nine months ago when I couldn't drink and, and go out partying. You don't drink like I do, so it's a big difference. <laughs> and that's something to be proud of. <laughs> well, call it what you want, but this is who I am and I've always been, so... Oh, here he goes. No, but Don't but... try and change me, otherwise you mightn't like him. <laughs> but no, it was just about making sure that Heidi understood that I need to still have my few beers and whether that be out the back or catching yeah. up with the boys and just just getting out of the house and having my time because I'm and I a think huge that's what... per, like a, I really do need my space and time whether that's yeah. in the shed tinkering or going out he for a run. He tinkers a lot by the way. Um, <laughs> but have a look at the gardens how <laughs> Yeah, they look are. good. But you do, you have a lot of energy to burn and that's the difference between you and I. I relax totally differently to you and unwind totally different to you and that's because I've chose to do it to find different ways because I relied too much on alcohol in the past with my anxiety and stuff. Yeah. And it didn't help. It was just like a trigger. Um, but, yeah, aside from the drinking and all that kind of stuff, you it, that wasn't just your identity. Like your work's changed. You've also, Definitely, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to be. I've been this- off work and been at home for just shy of two months now and that's completely abnormal. If I was off for two months, I would have been travelling around the world normally, mm. you know. And, well, both of us. Doing some big renovation or something like that, you know. Uh, I'll be using my time more wisely, I guess, but because of the whole, you know, last month I wanted to be home so Heidi isn't going to have Memphis on, a, on her own. Because he did, if you don't know this, he does fly in, fly out, which, um, you know, which means he works away from home. Um, so, so I didn't want to miss the birth, the birth. of our, um, our baby. So I was home a month early and didn't really find any work at the time. I just sort of relaxed, which was good, and got a few things done at home. And then obviously we had him and then we said I was having another month off after he was born and here we are sort of seven weeks down the track and I haven't really worked. So it's... um, Isn't that crazy that your identity is, like your work is a huge part of your identity? Well, I live away from home for 50% of the year and then, you know, when I'm home, I'm always, you know, I'm either out with the boys or out doing bits and pieces, you know, you're at work, Mm. uh, whereas, you know, you and I have been around each other for seven weeks straight and that's just very weird. Um, Not saying it's bad, but it's just you do feel a little bit claustrophobic at times and you just want your space and it's not that you've said you can't go anywhere, but if I want to go out and have those extra few beers, I can't. So I guess that's one of the things that's really triggered me and I guess given me that up and down feeling because there's times of great joy being around Memphis but then there's also times of like, oh, shit, I wouldn't mind going out with the boys or even just having some space and you can't really get it um, or but, haven't been able to get it. Yeah. So and I know they're why. all feelings and I think like, you know, some people and I even think sometimes like, oh, get over it, mate. Like you can drink in the future or 
Do you know what I mean? And, and In my head. But you can't take away that you feel that way. No, exactly. And it's the yeah. same with me when I'm on my merry-go-round in my head. You can't take away that you feel a certain way. No, and... Whether that's right, what I've said or wrong, um, but I don't, that, that's what I mean. I don't think it, 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 it can. Yeah, it do, it do, exactly. It doesn't matter. And I think expressing that. And after we had the chat, um, I just said to Heidi, "Look, if I'm going to have a few beers at home, I'll be able to drive, and then also, I want you to be able to give me my space, so I feel like there's no pressure of me having those couple beers." <laughs> Without delving into our sessions that we have with our psychologist Jan, because um, we do see a psych together, she's my personal psych. Um, <laughs> that's something that we've talked about, isn't it? Because I get anxious from his drinking, so <laughs> it's like a catch twenty two. We both trigger each other, and so that's why he felt doesn't. like I was judging him. And then I felt, you know, like he shouldn't Probably even let, be worrying about drinking. Down. and Yeah. But that's the thing. I think the main thing is is to talk it through. Uh, hopefully you can nip it in the bud before it turns into an argument. Is it nip is it in the bud or nip it in the butt? Bud. I always wonder that. Anyway, sorry, side note. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, if you can try and talk about it before it becomes an issue, um, I think the- certainly – Try to, but unfortunately, most of the time it usually comes out the other oh, way, and you usually have your big dust up, and you just go, "Oh, she's getting on my back because I'm having these beers," and, and she's going, "Oh, why is he bloody having beers? He doesn't need to." But oh, you just like got to the... talk it through, yeah. and um, if you can try and explain it from your perspective, from in a level-headed way, and they can listen in a level-headed way, and vice versa, I think you understand each other a bit more and compromise. And like Hyde said, she goes, "Look, for six weeks, you kind of got to pull your head in." And I said, yep, that's fine. Just to be there for the support. Do you and, know what I mean? You know, like it's emotionally. Not for forever. Exactly. And I know things are going to change, and yep, I'm going to taper off my drinking and not be out like, you know, a couple nights a week or something like that because now I'm a, you know, I've got a family. But I guess it just felt like it's just, it's gone. And you just wings, feel a bit trapped. You just, yeah. you do, you know, the old ball and chain, that, Heidi Anderson. <laughs> but that's how I, I've felt at times, do you know what I mean? Through pregnancy. And that's because. Yeah, but it's not about you. It's about me right now. So. <laughs> that's what you you had your to time know. to talk. <laughs> but, but no, and like I said, I think that's what you have to remember with your partner and that's something that we've really, really kind of learnt. As much as we might not agree with the other person, it's it's just their perception, that's their feelings and that's okay. You don't have to agree with you it. You don't just, have to. Just listen and yeah. try to understand and try and just come up up with a solution that works for both and of you. And don't beat yourself up if you do have that sleep deprivation fight at 3am in the morning because you are not alone. I was going to say, you'd be pretty (laughs) odd if you didn't. Uh, And in saying that, you aren't alone. I guess that's why we wanted to speak about this today um, because both of us have gone through our own individual things. And if you are suffering or you know someone or you feel like they are, um, please get them to get help because I know in Australia 100,000 families are affected by postnatal depression and anxiety. And so if you want to jump online, I know Panda are a great organisation and they fully counsel and help and put you in the right direction or there's Lifeline as well. So um, let us know how you're loving the podcast, you know, what you want to to hear. Um, But next week, I know I was really excited about this. It's going to be a month in. I really want to share what we've learnt so far as being parents and also like what we've learnt about babies. Yeah, we will chuck out a couple of hints and tips that we've come across. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, there'll be definitely more to roll out in the week's time. I yeah. Mean, the amount of stuff that you learn each day is, is, is incredible and just seeing them grow. So, yeah, we'll get some cool stories happening this week, I'm sure, of it that will roll out. And our little baby boy is stirring right now, so this is a good time to wrap it Perfect up. Perfect time. But like we said, uh, if you're enjoying, make sure you review us five stars. And thanks for listening. Cheers. Love ya. Bye. See ya.